Well, welcome back to another episode of the Chronicles of Hillbilly Jenny, where we're telling stories with Hillbilly Jenny and her kids. We have all of the kids this episode. Tracy's back. Welcome back, Tracy. Last episode was a minor miracle. We pulled it off without Tracy. And worst show we've ever done. (laughs) Oh, there we go. All right. So it was actually Doug. I can't believe it was Doug. All right. So, Doug, whenever you're ready, you're going to have to unmute yourself. Today, we are talking about the most influential people in our lives, but we are excluding family. So we can't include moms, dads, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles. And Kathy, I am excited to hear your story. Who's, who's the most influential person in your life? It just popped in my head the other day. Okay, so back in 2008, when the crash happened, Jim and I, we went through the ringer. We lost pretty much everything and started from scratch. And I was doing, we we were doing anything we could to make money. He was working part-time at Cobb County. I was doing work from home at $50 a pop. I mean, whatever it took for us to make money and survive. So I started doing these um, contract, um, doing these contracts for um, agents, uh, you know, reviewing contracts. And I was really enjoying that. Well, at the time, mom was working for Smith Douglas Homes, and I didn't want to, I couldn't even go on that roller coaster again. There was just no way I was mentally going to be able to do that roller coaster again. So mom kept pushing and pushing and pushing. She is not the influential person. So I finally went in for an interview because they were going to hire for a contract coordinator, which is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do administrative. Well, the person I interviewed with is named Beth E., I'm not going to say her whole name because some of our super fans are actually from Smith Douglas Homes. We have super fans? <laughs> we got super fans. I'll tell you about it later, Blitz. We have one. We have Go one ahead. super fan. Yeah. Then we got one critic, and we'll talk about that. Anyway, so I walk in and I'm interviewing. I still have very low self esteem after everything we've been through. And Beth starts talking to me and she says, I really, right now, that position's not available. We're not hiring for that. Will you just go sit in this subdivision for a while? Well, I said, okay, I'll do that. You know, you asked me. Um, and she walked me through everything. She was there for my first contract. She was there. Um, she called when my dog, Daisy, got sick. She called when the kids were sick. She called, I mean, she was there through everything. Why do you do that every time I mention an animal? <laughs> but so she has, and, and she's the one that <laughs> I feel like she's the one that actually gave me back my career. So yeah, she's cool. Great. And one thing I have to say about that, I was working, I've been working for her for about a year and a half, but I never mentioned that you were my daughter and I never asked her one time to give you an interview or anything. She didn't know until you'd been working for what, six months that you, that you were my daughter. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That's true. You did it That's completely. True. Mom and I did not advertise that we were mother daughter in our careers. So yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Now everybody knows it, but yeah. yeah. I wear yeah. the badge now. Well, great story. Yay, Beth. <laughs> 
I'm not. Yeah. I don't know who you are, but yay, Beth. Yeah. Thank She's you, Beth. Cool. Thank you, Beth. She's great. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now, now, now you're now you're the rich one in the family. Mm -hmm. uh, no, not by far. Thank God. <laughs> Evan, I'm leaving I'm alone. The rich, I'm the rich one in the family. Yes. Uh, uh I have yes. a pool. I'm the rich one. In the yeah, Tracy has a swimming pool. She is the rich one. Tracy has a pool. <laughs> Notice she Doug is, is being very quiet. Lifestyles are rich and famous. I'm not Tracy. the rich one. <laughs> Okay, Tracy, what's your story? Okay, hold on. The podcast couldn't see. Tracy has like a what do you even call that? Like a blow up uh a blow up pool. Yeah. It's an above ground pool that is partially inflatable. <laughs> <laughs> it is fifteen feet wide by three feet deep. Three on feet one side, really? and, and one foot deep on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That is exactly right. <laughs> it's the high life. Yep. Yeah. We live in large in Stone Mountain. <laughs> um, okay, so I know this is gonna break the rules. I know, but I have really because I saw this this topic floating around last week, I think. Um, and I've really thought really hard. But I've got to say, the most influential person in my life that is not related to me is Stephen King. Now, hold your applause, okay? I know that's crazy. I get it. But you have to understand something. I, the first Stephen King book I ever read was Carrie. And I was um, in ninth grade in high school. And he, by that time, he had like six books, six or seven books. Um, and it's just so weird because that was his first book. He was, I don't know, 22. And he wrote about this psychic teenage girl um, you know, having her first period and freaking out. And it was, I mean, it was just so bizarre, but I totally related to it. And was it then the I mother? Thought, huh? As the was mother. Was it the mother? <laughs> no. I mean, I could relate to her mother because of my that's, mother, but that's, that's a, what I was that, saying. Oh, hey, 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 hey. It's all right, mom. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but I really think, you know, I've thought a lot about it and, and this is so weird a lot of the way that I look at the world has come from reading his books, from having grown up with him um, and his philosophy and his, uh, the way that his characters think. And, you know, a really excellent writer doesn't have to tell you how they feel about anything. You figure it out based on the good things that happen to which characters and the bad things that happen to other characters. And I just, I mean, I just love it. And I, I remember when he first wrote the books, the Richard Bachman books, um, I picked up a Richard Bachman book and I started to read it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I started to read it and um, I knew it was him. I mean, I just, I just, I said, oh my God, Stephen King's now writing under a pseudonym. I wonder what this is about. But it was his philosophy um, of respect for people and, you know, all the bad people were evil, redneck you know, like racist and um, I don't even know what all selfish and wealthy, you know, they were all evil. And I mean, it had a big influence. It, it, I think about it a lot. Um, if I had to pick a real person, it would probably be Amy S., my sponsor, um, who's just been amazing. She bugs me like crazy, but um, after eight years sober, she must be doing something right. What? So, what? 
that's my story. So thank you, Amy. Everybody thank Amy. Thank you, Amy thank and you, Stephen. Amy. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> I bet Stephen. Thank Steven's you, Amy. Watching. You what? I bet Stephen's watching this. Hey, Stephen King. Whoop, whoop. Hi, yeah. Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> you changed this girl's life, sweetheart. Yes, you did. Somebody send this to Stephen King, please. I would love to get like a message on my birthday. It's January 14th. My name is Tracy McSwain. Thank you. Does he sound something like this? I mean, could I like disguise my voice and send you something? No, uh, not even close. <laughs> Can you do a main accent? <laughs> oh, this is gonna no, be I tried when I was living not in Maine, gonna... but it didn't come work. On, try. Come on, mom, try it one time. Just try it. Okay. Do you want a lobster? <laughs> I like it. I am not hating that, Bob. I was thinking of your cousin Mom. from Boston. Oh, the DJs from Upcountry. I was thinking somebody from South London. Yeah. So, talking about me, I started watching The Lost Kitchen on uh, Discovery Plus, and it's about this uh, restaurant in Maine that mm -hmm. you have to have a post. You have to send a postcard to this restaurant in April. They only pick a certain amount of people to come to the restaurant for like six months and then it closes every year. It's cool. Wow. All right. Anyway, off the subject. Sorry. Yeah. Awesome. Doug, what about you? Um, it would have to be uh, my first EMS instructor, Tracy Stover. Um, she was uh, she was only a couple years older than me, but she was a flight medic and um, she was teaching the first, you know, mom signed me up for that EMS class and I showed up and she was teaching. And um, she was easy on the eyes, but she was smart. And um, we became we became really really close friends at the time. And um, uh, she just inspired a passion for what I'm doing now. Uh, you know, she was just she was just amazing. I mean, she knew all the shit that I was going through and had gone through, and I'd put myself through. And um, you know, she just she just she believed in me enough to be able to you know been doing it for 20 years now. So yeah, that's all I got. She pierced me. What about Lance? Lance? <laughs> they missed that part. Lance, you want me to go first? No, I'll go. Okay. Okay, basically, I've been thinking about this for a week, and I've got nothing no. that, are, that is not friends or that is not family. Yeah, that's hard. Um, see, I was going to say, I was going to be funny and say, oh, when I was 17-year-old, my weed dealer. <laughs> he made the biggest influence. But then, big it was, influence. then it was supposed to be only good stuff. So... Yeah, I, I mean, besides family, you know, I live a very solitary life. It's just, you know. That's amazing so, to me. Well, I think we've all said that at some point, that our best friends are actually our family. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm always family. Everybody at one point or another, we don't, I, and I agree, that's the way I am. My best friends are my family. Yeah, yeah okay. my sisters so, and brothers and my wife. Yeah. Okay, so... I. I don't know that that's really been my story. <laughs> no, I love y'all. No, we love shot. you. I think you're more out in the world than we are. Yeah. I mean, you're more out. You've always had more friends and always. So I wonder if that's just because I'm so much younger or. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Tracy mm -hmm. says no. No, I've... no. That's you've always just been always been comfortable around people you never i mean you had times when you felt kind of like an outsider but not an outsider like th at this moment they didn't include me but it was extremely rare and so you've always 
reacted well to people. They've always reacted well to you. And I'm not going to speak for the rest of the sibs, but you know, my social interactions weren't always awesome. I mean that, you know, there were plenty of rejections. There was plenty of, I'm not like everybody else. You know, I'm on the outside and the, you know, I always felt accepted by family, but you, you know, you were accepted by everybody and we were, you know, we were insulated partially because we're so close in age. And when we say, because you're younger, it's just because, um, you know, we didn't, we weren't there every minute. So I would agree with that. But since, since you were little, before you even realized you had all these older siblings that weren't there for you the way we were for each other, you just get along with people, people like you. I don't know. There's something prickly about the rest of us. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, the, seriously. The strange part about this for me is I'm like for Lance, I'm the complete opposite. I'm trying to figure out how do I just talk about one? Like, I, I mean, I could name 15 off the top of my head that I'm like, I, I, I'm struggling to narrow it down. I feel that I feel by talking about one, I'm going to disrespect 10 others. Yeah. Well, I can totally talk way. about, I can totally talk about five or 10, but they're all family. So right. I, don't, exactly. I don't think it's, yep. I don't think it's that big of a difference. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, where we're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's see for me. Um, wow. If I go back to, uh, back when Tracy wa- watched me hit a half court shot at the end of the game to win the game, uh, basketball back then, I had a, back then I had a coach named Chuck Washington who he played in the NBA and he was amazing. Oh, I love that guy. We lost a game one time and he, and we were, I don't know, eighth grade and maybe ninth grade. And I was little. I was not all that good. I mean, I guess I was okay for my size. But he comes over to me after the game. I'm crying because we got beat. And he says, Evan, you can't cry about every game you lose in seventh grade. Because one day you're going to be playing 82 of these a year. <laughs> which, which the only way you play 82 of them in a year is if you play in the NBA. And I looked at him like, this guy's an idiot. I love him. <laughs> you know? like, like, he thinks I'm going to. He think no, I stopped immediately because I'm like, if he he played okay. in the NBA and now he thinks I'm gonna play in the NBA. Um, and he was he was absolutely amazing. I mean, I think of Tony Engel and Bob Reinhardt running Atlanta Pro basketball camp where I spent two weeks of every summer, my birthday every year, and then Tony yeah. Engel hiring me as assistant coach at Kennesaw State. I mean, I I could go on and on and on about him. Um, <clears throat> I thought that's who you were gonna choose. Yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm not gonna choose him right now because I, I I might not be able to keep it together, um, and hmm, I I think about uh, a lot of guys in my church life. Um, actually, there's a there's a guy in a church in Atlanta that he's probably in his 80s and he is he is the most awesome guy. Uh, apart from Lance and Doug and my dad that I've ever met. Um, <laughs> oh, I have so many stories. One, one, one of my favorite stories is he gave me the worst marital advice I've ever received in my entire life. Bar none. What was right, it? Be- right before me and Priscilla got married, we went to him. He's like, he's been married like a hundred years. Like he's been married forever. I was like, what's the secret? What do we need Wait, to know? To one person? Yeah. yeah, yeah. To the same yeah, person. Well, I was gonna okay, ask. Good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And he says, uh, he says, well, here's what you need to know. Marriage is all about compromise. Go where she wants to go. Sometimes go where you want to go sometimes, which was the worst advice I'd ever received ever 
ever. I, like that. I don't know. I like that. No, no, that's horrible that's advice. That's good. Horrible. Here's why. Two oh, years in, two years into our marriage, if you'd asked me, I'd have been like, I do all of the compromise. We always go where she wants to go and do what she wants to do. And if you'd asked her, I guarantee you, she'd have said the same thing. <laughs> so that was the worst. But he is one of my favorite people. We play golf. <laughs> And the first time I played golf with him, there were these two other guys we were playing and they were like taking forever. They were lining up their shots, taking all these practice swings, and then they'd hit the ball and they'd hit it terrible. Like all four of us were not good. <laughs> he was like 73. He just got out of the cart, swung, hit the ball, jumped back in the cart before the ball hit the ground. And we were driving on. It was the greatest. It was the greatest thing ever. But for me, the most influential would be, um, <coughs> Pastor Andre, who was my pastor in Atlanta for like 10 years. And he's been with me in some of the highest moments of my life and definitely the lowest moment. And he's always been that guy that believed in me and helped me and encouraged me um, and was always there for me. And I think it's interesting. We're going to hear from mom, but all of us are talking about people, except for Lance, I guess. I don't know what this says about Lance, but we're all <laughs> talking about people that believed in us and were there for us. Yeah. Other than Stephen King, I'm talking about the real. Thank you. I was about to yeah. say, maybe you know something I don't know, but Stephen you know, King totally believes that. in Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> but but isn't that isn't that interesting? Like we're not necessarily talking about the the smartest people we've ever met, right. or uh, right the the most influential, the ones that's given us the most money. It's the ones who's believed in us the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry to break in here, but yeah, I don't know what that means. That means something for Lance. I don't know what it means. I think. Okay, I believe wait. in myself. I have a new one. What? Edith Huber. Edith Huber was my ninth grade English teacher, and uh -huh. she told me that I was a natural grammarian. And I did not understand what that meant. What that meant was my grammar was really good. <laughs> <laughs> And since I didn't know what a grammarian was, I thought I was like a brilliant writer, reader, thinker. So that's what I said I was good at. So that's what I did. So I'm an English teacher. So thanks, Edith. You're awesome. Thank you, teacher. Go, Edith. Go, Edith. All right, Mom, oh what about God. you? She would be 100 now, maybe older. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Mom. You're up, Mom. I don't know. I've thought and thought and thought about it. And I keep coming back to Eleanor Roosevelt. And, and Margaret Mead. Um, they were just strong, strong. Oh, I know the one that most influenced me, basically, and I can remember her story, was um, um, Anne Morrow Lindbergh. She was married to Charles Lindbergh. And she wrote this book called A Gift from the Sea. I'll never, ever, ever forget it. She had seven kids. One of her kids got kidnapped and killed. And Charles Lindbergh was gone all the time. And so she was raising these kids by herself and she just needed a break. And of course they were fabulously wealthy. She could do whatever she wanted to. So she went down to uh, Sanibel Island in Florida and just stayed in this shack for like a month and just contemplated everything like the seashells, every seashell she would give some kind of a meaning to and talk about. And I have read that book probably 500 times and I've given it to a whole bunch of people, but it's, it's each, it, the seashells were symbols of her life. 
And she just kind of got all this strength from being on her own for that length of time. And it was just the most meaningful book. But the one thing that she said that I'll never forget, wait a minute, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, that was so good. Mom. I'm trying to remember how she said it. That was awesome. <laughs> That's that one thing. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what she said. Oh, I know what it was. She said that when you leave your comfort zone or you leave and go on vacation, I took it, I interpreted it for vacation. The first week is just getting like kind of away, you know, escaping from where you were and you don't really relax and start seeing things until the second and third weeks mm-hmm. of vacation. That was very meaningful for me. I'm an American. I have no idea what a three or four week vacation yeah. is. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. You're, all, you're going all European on yes, a European. That's Swedish. Yeah. No, she's, she's ab- absolutely great. And then one other thing that really influenced me was I was walking through, I think it was Sears a long, long, long time ago. And they uh, well, um, clearly because it's Sears. <laughs> Sears. Nobody's actually yeah, been see, in a She went there right after she finished at Treasure Island and Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Went and bought some records at Turtles. <laughs> I was at Sears. 96 Rock. <laughs> anyway, they had... she rented a movie at Blockbuster. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was at Sears. Okay, I was walking through Sears. And over the loudspeaker, they were playing Hank Williams, I Saw the Light. I saw the light, I uh, saw I the light, no more darkness, no more. And I felt the complete presence of God in Sears with Hank Williams playing on the background. I'll so was never... it Sears or Hank Williams? It was Hank Williams and, and God. I mean, I really okay. felt the presence of God. He was in that Sears store with me listening to Hank Williams. Was he telling I mean, you to I buy refrigerator? Tonight. <laughs> Huh? Was he telling you to buy a refrigerator? No, he was just telling me he was there. He was there. He was there. His presence was there. So just in case you got scared at Sears, God was there. He was with you. Yeah. Well, he also told me not to try to get any credit. (laughs) Did you listen? Did you listen? Well, no, not at well at that particular (laughs) day. I might have gone in there the next day and tried to apply for credit. So, Jeanette, did any of the queens have any influence or or did, was it just like connection? Hey, well, yeah. How did you, yeah. Good, good question. Good yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of a, yeah, each and every one of them have in different ways. Um, I couldn't really single, I couldn't really single one out because each okay, one is mom, so mom, unique. Mom, tell, them, tell the listeners who the queens are. Like who tell everybody oh, who the, okay. we know about the queens, but they don't. Okay, years ago we all were in like different civic organizations, basically the JCs in Woodstock and, and um March of Dimes and Chamber of Commerce. We were all kind of in there together. And we basically lived within the five mile range of each other. There was 10 of us, and we kind of worked on projects yet. We weren't like we never wore tennis skirts, okay? We weren't like those kind of friends. We worked on stuff together. We, um, there was alcohol involved. There was alcohol <laughs> occasionally. We went through everything. We went through different ones, divorces, where we burned their husband's clothes. 
Um, we, we staked out one of the husbands one night and watched him leave his girlfriend's house. And we um, pretty much ruined his truck. Um, Is that the same as ruined? Yeah, it, it ruined it. It's and, worse. Uh, <laughs> it, it's worse. We've, um, we had one, one of these girls, there was, there was 10 of us. One, um, her husband left her and she had three kids and we all had to pitch in and help as much as we could with that. Come to find out he was gay. And a year later, he died of AIDS, which is really very sad. Now I probably wouldn't have the same attitude. But back then, we hated him so bad because he had left her with these kids that on the day of his funeral, we had a big party and we all drank a lot of wine. We celebrated. It was pretty bad. That doesn't um, age well, Mom. Huh? Said that doesn't age well. Yeah. (laughs) It, It was totally appropriate at the time. Right. Anyway. It was progressive. No, no it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Mom. Not, even, not even at the time. <laughs> he was in California. He didn't know. He but we all, um, we've all been together. I have pictures of us together at Evan's baby shower. So we've been together at least 42 years. And each one is so such a unique person. And we're all, we all have our weaknesses and our things that irritate the other ones. Um, but we're all, I mean, the first thing, if I had a real serious emergency, first thing I would do is call my kids. And if they didn't show up, let's say like Mother's Day, I would call one of the queens and they would tell me how awful my kids were for not showing up. Who's um, the first queen them, you'd call? For them. The first queen would probably be Lynn. Because um, her kids are so bad that my kids always look like angels next to hers, no matter what y'all do. <laughs> and that's been that's been for forty years, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, so I, bad I, for Lynn's kids. They're yeah. not catching a break. They were my if I, need, I yeah, if I needed if I needed a divorce, I'd call Mike because she's absolutely the worst lawyer that ever lived. But but she always got my divorces for me. Um, I would call Carol if it had something to do with having me put into a nursing home. She would know the best nursing home. Um, I would call hey, Sarah. Y'all, do you have her on speed dial? Just want to make sure somebody's got that number. We Sorry, don't Mom, need to. Mother's Day is to. coming up. Yeah. Uh, Jason, we don't need it. You Cody need it. Has been, Cody's been researching nursing homes since he can walk. For me anyway, so we know. Sarah, Sarah would cook me black eyed peas and cornbread because she's that kind of a person. Um, Mike, I bet Mike, Marianne is because she's had strokes and we all have to take care of her. Um, yeah, and Debbie, if I need to type care, she'd be there. What the hell, mom? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? With friends like these. (laughs) If I had a a, uh, queen friend, I would be on the phone with them right now. Tell them how horrible my mother is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> luckily for you mom i don't have any friends beside family and, <laughs> they're all and, right now and they, <laughs> they don't know how to listen to podcasts so i think we're no. Safe. no no they, they would never never ever ever get the podcast um barbara <laughs> is a great cook barbara would cook and try to cater something and overcharge you for what she did um but i would eat her food so yeah, they've all, we've all had you know they've all influenced in different ways. And what, I may what would have been, they what would they say about you? Oh, about me? That's a good question. Good. Be for real, well, mom. Be, be for real. 
I'll give you an example. Debbie has really been, I mean, Debbie's really, really bad. She's on almost into hospice now. We decided we'd all get together and take her food. So she sent, she said that would be great. And she sent a personal message to me and said, please tell Jeanette not to bring rotisserie chicken. <laughs> 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 Wait, I'm confused. As in, don't don't cook, or uh, don't nothing. go to the store and buy it. It's full of sodium, and everything oh. we ever do, I usually bring rotisserie chicken or oh. paper, paper products. I always you bring. She knows you're not going to cook anything, right? Mom, so, did you bring uh, her a rotisserie chicken? No, I got Lynn to cook double of what she was cooking and taking it to her, and saying half of it was for me. So, what? Okay, okay, so <laughs> oh, that's okay. So they would either say something about your cooking or something about freeloading or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they may. They may. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they say about me. You have, you need to ask them. No, don't don't ask. We them. should have a Queens podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we should totally get the Queens oh, on a podcast. We should. Could you should. imagine? Could you imagine trying to get the queens? <laughs> It'll be like a five-hour. Can't even get mom on, and it's been eight weeks. Or something. That's what I would say. It'd be two hours just telling them how to unmute. Looking at their noses or an eyeball or an eyeball. You would have to. Yeah. It would, yeah. I think. I think the Let's queens like. I think the queens like the way I dress. They always say something about what I'm wearing. Mom, we got to do hillbilly Jenny introduces us to the queens let's try next it week. next week well, next week's yep guest podcast i love it i love it i love it i will i told i would totally listen to that without well, a doubt I, well wait, wait we don't have to be on it's still yeah we'll be here yeah we'll just be yeah. quiet for a change <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we I'll see. See. oh i don't think we'll have a choice i mean the way we are the queens are worse. I mean, I, if it's humanly possible, they I, they they're pretty bad. I just yeah. think they're they're not going to figure it out. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I have no. I think the whole podcast is going to be. Do you see that button? It's got a little <laughs> red line through it. Hit that button. No, no, no. Oh. You know what you could do though? Have them all at mom's house in the living room. Oh yeah, because that'd be know. great. Her internet is amazing. That would, be, that would be perfect. I'll meet at Lynn's office. I bet you yeah. she's got good internet. She's got good internet. Yeah, we could. We could all meet somewhere. I, let me work on that. I'll work I think on that it. Would be awesome, Mom. I would, I would, that would be very meaningful to me knowing that these yeah. women have been in your life for so long. So I would appreciate it if you do that. Would I would awesome. too. I would like. To, I would love to hear that. Yeah. Well, don't tell them what Two I said about them. No, of course not. Ooh, it's getting late, y'all. I love you, man. I love you, but it is. It is past my bedtime. I think okay, it is. Lance. Love you too. Hey, Tracy. 